It is Morning Edition. You're listening to WBEZ. Coming into this school year, Chicago's mayor and public school leaders say a top priority is to transform the city's long-troubled special education system. This comes as more students than ever need these supports. At last count, 53,000 were diagnosed with a disability. More money than ever is being spent on special education services, but academic outcomes for these students are low. To guide improvement, the school district is turning to veteran parents who've had to become advocates and experts to get their children what they need. WBEZ Sarah Karp talked to one of these mothers and her daughter. Their story sheds light on ways the school district can try to ensure that every student gets a quality education. I met Calavita Mitchell and her daughter Kamira in a Chicago Public Library to talk about their experiences. Mitchell beams as she looks at her daughter. The young woman got accepted into 20 colleges and is headed to Columbia College to study graphic design. Mitchell says this happened despite the school district, where she never felt her daughter was supported. Her daughter has autism and post-traumatic stress disorder. I feel vindicated because for all the time and all of the horrors that I had to go through in CPS battling back and forth. Kamira worked hard, facing bullies and a multitude of doubts. But for a story like this to happen in Chicago public schools, it was up to her mom to take on the system at every turn. And so I would come in and I'm like, this is what, you know, she needs to have. This is what I expect. That's that's a job. That's an eight hour job. Chicago's mayor, the Board of Education and CPS leaders say they want to change this. At the top of his first Board of Education meeting last month, President John Ann Shee declared. Our legacy will be determined by how we serve our students with the greatest needs. Chief Education Officer Bogdana Chikambova also says she and her boss, Pedro Martinez, have made improvement a priority. They increased spending on special education and hired 2,500 additional staff since they took over two years ago. But only now are they publicly talking about what it will take to truly transform special education. They also recently pushed out the chief of special education, who many complained was hard to work with and seemed overwhelmed. Chikambova admits the system has been too focused on complying with legal mandates and not on whether these students are getting a good education. It is about us really firmly believing that our students with special needs actually, you know, grow, continue to grow, that uh, if we offer them these amazing opportunities, we should have the same aspirations and goals, you know, for all of them. Yet getting to the place envisioned by CPS leaders will be a tremendous feat. The system has long struggled with basic issues, among them transporting students long distances to get services, filling special education positions, and over-reliance on special ed staff to substitute for absent classroom teachers, and making decisions about what services each student gets based on what CPS can afford rather than what the student actually needs. Paula Barajas is a veteran special education teacher. She says she often wants her students to have access to specialized lessons and to get trained on how to teach them. But she's been told not to promise it in a student's education plan. She does it anyway. Every time I do an IEP, I'm always like, I'm going to get in trouble. I always know, like, I'm going to get in trouble. My hands are going to collapse. Calavita Mitchell says she's encountered this often. For example, she was told Kamira could only get 30 minutes of speech therapy a week, even though she needed more because that's the most the district offers. 
I think it's the it's the culture of CPS, you know, um, and I know that they were had the staff because a lot of the times the staff would be like, you know, we want to do it, but then they would get word from upstairs to tell them, well, no, you really can't, you know, it's a budget thing or whatever it was, and I was like, that's not how it's supposed to be. Mitchell learned the law, and at least once a year, she asked for a state hearing officer to mediate when she believes CPS was falling short. Mitchell gets to the heart of the issue. She says early on she realized some teachers did not think her daughter could learn and therefore were not invested in providing the necessary supports. It was a wake-up call that, okay, she wasn't learning anything here. Now it's my responsibility to check in. So every day she went to school, when she came home, it was a question. What did you learn today? Show me what you learned. If she couldn't verbally tell me what she learned, then I had a question for the teacher. Mitchell says she continued these questions through high school. She also would show up so often that security thought for a while that she worked there. Mitchell and Kamara say too many students in special education face a system that doesn't see their potential. In her halting, husky voice, Kamara says it was hard watching so many of her classmates languish. Because when I'm seeing them not doing better, like, like going the same rank as me, it just, you know, it, it breaks my heart just to see him not being supported like I am. She remembers a student who told her he only realized he could do more after he saw her set the example. The mother and daughter both say they're ecstatic to leave Chicago Public Schools behind. Kamara says it's a relief. I feel free from it all. It's like I don't have to worry about going back there. I don't have to worry about what's going on. And how do you feel about uh, what I've gone through to get you to where you are now? I feel proud, like very, very proud. The two exchange a look. Mitchell says this is what she wants all parents to feel that their child is getting what they need to perform at the best of their ability. Sarah Karp, WBZ News. This is WBEZ.